0: So, and I know the uh, one industry that this is hitting very, very hard, I mean, we've talked about it before, is the restaurant industry. It's very, very hard to innovate and change that, and a lot of places feel stuck. So, just in that regard. Yeah,
1: I I do want to, you and I didn't have an opportunity to talk about this before we started recording, but this past Sunday, 60 Minutes, Mm -hmm. opening segment was about the Great Resignation and sort of diving into it, and... Although I was not shocked, it it was interesting to see some of the statistics they put up there as to which industries are affected the most on a percentage basis from this great Mm -hmm. resignation. And it was the hospitality, restaurant, and retail industries that are hit the hardest. Maybe we'll do an episode on that, why we think those are hit, hit the hardest from that standpoint, but... Just a little sidetrack here. If if you have a lot of interest in that, go out on the YouTube or something to find this. this I know the 60-minute mm-hmm. uh, segment is out there on YouTube. You can watch the whole segment because there's a lot of great information in it. Anyway, I digress.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Danny McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area.
0: And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan.
2: Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved.
0: We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Hello and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach Levy, and with me as always is Andy McDowell. Good morning. Good morning. Great to see you on this sunny, chilly Tuesday here in Atlanta.
1: Yeah. Not often we use those words in Atlanta, right? Chilly. Right? I know.
0: So, although I shouldn't complain, my, my people
1: out in Iowa were telling me it was negative
0: 20-something last week, and I'm complaining that it was in the 20s, so they promptly had me put my foot in my mouth. Yeah. So,
1: But we're celebrating... Uh, Victory today.
0: Coming off of a national, champion national for championship for a uh, yeah. lifelong dog fan that's been disappointed for most of my life. It is a great day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to... What What year were you born again?
0: We're in 94, yeah. So I haven't seen a yeah, national so championship. you didn't
1: see the last one. No. Like, I, I had the opportunity <laughs> to see uh, Georgia Tech's last one in 1980. I hadn't been out of school very long for that one. So at least if they never do win one again, I can say at least saw one. Right. It's like you now you can finally say that.
0: Right. And not on historic reels. So, <laughs>
1: so. but
0: we digress. So go ahead and digging into our topic for the, we've talked multiple times on this podcast about the, the great resignation and what happened in 2021 with almost 40% of the sales force, not just sales force, workforce leaving their job either to start their own business Mm -hmm. or just find a better opportunity, better job opportunity out there. And so what we're going to talk about today is what, what work trends are going to look like in the coming year in 2022.
1: Yeah. So we're pulling this from an article from a company called corn Ferry. Most of you probably recognize that name. They're very big in terms of consulting regards to organizational structures talent, talent recognition, talent, to uh, obtaining talent, talent placement, those type things. And they have a very nice article out there. You can go find it on their website that expresses their opinion in terms of what are the seven biggest trends for a small business, and in some cases, business in general for two, 2022. So we thought we'd take you through that list. We're going to spend probably a little bit more time on the first one, which I think is the most disruption or the the biggest item that most people are talking about. But we will take you at a high level through the other six, just so that you're aware of them. Corn Fairy's done a nice job of detailing out all seven. If you want to go visit their website and take a look at it in more detail, if one of these really strikes a chord with you that we don't go into detail with. But it's more important, I think, for us just to Highlight what those seven are so they plant that seed. And if you want to dig into more, you can with the resources out there on the internet. So once you introduce number number one, Zach.
0: So the first trend that everybody's looking at in 2022 when it comes to the workforce is really reinvention, remodeling the face of what the workplace looks like. Because I mean, in all honesty, that was a big reason a lot of people are leaving their jobs is they had a taste of freedom when all the offices were shut down, being able to work remotely, being around their kids, having lunch with their kids, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Back to, oh, sorry, you've got to come back to the office and, you know, really, if you will, having the shackles back on and, you know, the the workplace is going to have to change if they're going to maintain a, a workforce, Right. Yeah, and I, w-
1: I would say the other major theme you'll sort of see as we go through the seven personalization or individualization, both in regards to customers and customer needs, as well as for employees, you know, as we bring in more technology and concepts and so forth, you have an, an ability to instead of doing an umbrella of things to really get get down to personalizing your product or service for a specific customer or for an employee. is going to allow you to actually do a lot of personalization, but we'll get into that as we get through the list. But I would see that as the other main theme in our list outside of changing of the business models.
0: Right. And if we look at business trends of the past, right, the innovators or the disruptors of a certain status quo have always been the ones that have exploded into the future or really boomed right if we think of the amazons the teslas the innovators disruptors the you know as we go through this list keeping the mind that you know the past two years for most businesses have really been about more of survival than changing or trying to you know get ahead it's just about how do we keep up right well i think that's where the trend
1: is going is it's now a matter of survival to be a disruptor as opposed to uh, just taking a strategic position in the marketplace right. to do it for for an advantage. Now it's like everybody has to do it just to survive because right. the world is changing so fast.
0: So, and I know the uh, one industry that this is hitting very, very hard, I mean, we've talked about it before, is the restaurant industry. It's very, very hard to innovate and change that. And a lot of places feel stuck. So I'm just in that regard. Yeah,
1: I, I do want to, you and I didn't have an opportunity to talk about this before we started recording, but. This past Sunday, 60 Minutes, Mm -hmm. opening segment was about the great resignation and sort of diving into it. And although I was not shocked, it it was interesting to see some of the statistics they put up there as to which industries are affected the most on a percentage basis from this great Mm -hmm. resignation. And it was the hospitality, restaurant, and retail industries that are hit the hardest maybe we'll do an episode on that why we think those are hit hit the hardest from that standpoint but just a little sidetrack here if if you have a lot of interest in that go out on the YouTube or something to find this this I know the 60 mm-hmm. uh, minute segment is out there on YouTube you can watch the whole segment because there's a lot of great information in it anyway I digress do so you want to dive into this one? Talk a little bit more in detail.
0: Let's go ahead. So, and like we were talking about, so 2020, 2021, the ability to be more fluid and innovative, if you will, was more of a means of just making sure the business stayed open. It was a have to, a by chance that Mm -hmm. that happened. Pivoting. Whereas now it's actually planning innovation, planning change, and actually going at it intentionally. Right. I mean, we've all we've spoken about intention a lot on this podcast,
1: right? To expect it as opposed right. to, well, it's a little bit in our risk management plan, but we really don't expect right. it. Now we're expecting it. Has
0: it. to be like a major bullet point of the business plan at this point, right? Right. Right. So, looking at you know what Corn Prairie says about how how our businesses going to innovate, how are they going to reinvent in twenty twenty two, right? And forward. So. I mean, a big part of it is gonna be the traditional hierarchical structures that we've seen for for as long as business has been around almost, right? Those are gonna start to flatten out to become more of team effort, more project based, not hierarchical based. Right. And so
1: in in a hierarchical hierarchical methodology, the assumption is that we have time for information to go from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to be responsive, but we've got time to be responsive. Now, when you start flattening it out, it's saying we don't have that time for information to go up, decisions being made and come back down, that we have to give more authority and accountability to lower levels of the organization and make it Make it flatter so we can be much more flexible and responsive to the marketplace.
0: And it's going to force a lot more delegation on Mm -hmm. management's part.
1: Yes. And trust, which which we'll we'll get into in our list of seven. But absolutely. We sort of mentioned in the beginning, business is going to have to become more personalized. And whenever I think of this, I think about more and more videos that I'm seeing out there of products and services that are starting to utilize 3D printing. Mm-hmm. It's just an example. 3D printing a home, 3D 3D printing human parts. Right. Artificial human parts, obviously, from that perspective. I mean, the list goes, list goes on and on as uh, people become more and more innovative with that technology is now going to allow you to personalize more and more A particular product right
0: well Um, I mean you look at you look at social media targeted marketing ads right mm -hmm. now that isn't brand new revolutionary in 2022 but it has become I feel for most products a lot of services as well the way marketing is done Mm -hmm. it's almost as if if you're not doing social media marketing in today's world you're not gonna survive as a business right because everybody's face is now on a social media platform, a lot of the time, right? Their faces in their phone, computer, something. And that's, you know, that's what's going to keep people talking about. Uh, it's of mind. just
1: a natural progression, right? We went from newspapers and classifieds to radio and advertisements to television with video advertisements. And now we've naturally moved on to the internet with its creation and to now social media. Right people are spending more and more time on the internet as opposed to TV, Mm -hmm. particularly streaming.
0: Right. And so ad placement there, I mean, we don't have quote unquote cable anymore, right? Everything's basically a streaming platform. And then the whole selling process has to change at the same time as well. Not just marketing, but you look at what Amazon's done, right? The Amazon FBA marketplace, everything you've got thousands and thousands of individual sellers that, have their own business that utilize the Amazon platform because of the prime shipping, the, you know, less expense of running a business through there. That's mm-hmm. completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The The days of quote unquote window shopping are really coming to be behind us very, very quickly.
1: Yeah. And s- strategically you're seeing more and more companies starting to bring in Pieces of the puzzle in-house so they have control over it, mm-hmm. both from a timing as well as, I mean, just look at whole Amazon right? now has their own fleet of airplanes and is mimicking what UPS and FedEx does in order to control the experience right, for the customer and have that ability to ensure that it gets delivered in two days. Whereas if you were relying on UPS or FedEx to do it, then you're you're...
0: You pass the ball
1: into their court. Well, it may cost you more money to have that dedicated effort out of the company when they've got other customers they need to serve. Right? If you want that kind of guaranteed level of service, you're paying a lot more money for it than doing it on your own.
0: Right. Which, it's really cool. Speaking of innovation, right? I mean, Amazon started off, they were using FedEx, UPS. Then they got their own fleet of vehicles to deliver. Mm -hmm. Then they started leveraging Amazon Flex for people to use their own vehicle to deliver. So basically became a delivery service, just Uber version. Mm -hmm. And then they have their own, you know, system of planes. So from a business owner standpoint, that's a great example to see that Amazon didn't just see themselves as a, you know, a warehouse company or a online marketplace, but truly as a distribution company. So controlling the distribution from the point where the seller list the product or Amazon list the product. The majority of stores on Amazon are not Amazon stores. They're seller's page, mm-hmm. but they control that to the point that it gets to your door. So they, you know, innovated to be an overall distribution system. And so now they can actually write every single piece in their business plan and control it and right. make it as fluid as they need to be.
1: I think it'd be more difficult for a small business to do something in like that. But when you're of right. the size and magnitude of an Amazon, you have the, the people power and the fiscal right. power to be able to do something like that.
0: But at the same time, just using it as an example, not saying, okay, we've got to buy our own fleet of planes as a small business owner, but using it as an example. Because, I mean, in you know, the early days of Amazon, when Jeff Bezos was basically in a closet by himself selling books online, he didn't see himself having a fleet of planes. But he innovated to where Amazon is now, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we talk about it on this podcast about – control what you can't control what you can't. Right. So it may be something on a much smaller scale for you as a small business owner, but it's worth the the thinking, the contemplation and the intention to try and see if there are things that you could do to add value to the customer experience.
0: And then of course, a big one I've been talking about a lot is the, the pandemic and everything is really putting into the future companies planning to change the you know the way and the where that people work. I think it's been proven for a lot of industries. The whole dedicated eight to five or nine to five drive into the office, sit there in a cubicle and you have to leave at a certain time, regardless of whether there's work done or it's not, it's antiquated, right? It's inefficient because if somebody can accomplish the task in four hours, The workforce is going to become a lot more, like we said before, project based. So, is the Mm -hmm. work done Mm -hmm. rather than hours
1: based? Yeah, we're going to get into that later in the list. But one of the amazing statistics I learned from that 60 Minutes piece was that prior to the pandemic, one in 67 jobs was remote, was Mm -hmm. the term they used, basically meaning outside the office in some respect. You know, most likely it's people working from home, but in so, some kind of respect, you're not in the main office for your division, your company, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's one in seven. We went from one in sixty-seven to one in seven jobs is removed.
0: So, one thousand percent difference almost. It's huge. So it's
1: huge. It's an impactful number. I mean, I, yeah. I I knew I knew it was going to be something different than one in 67. When they said it was one in seven, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's a huge impact. And the, and now people are, you know, they, they talk a little bit about how the power has somewhat swung over to the employee side, at least temporarily right? as a class. And a lot of people are striving and looking for this and making it part of their equation and for what companies they approach for right. interviews and possibly getting a job with
0: Well, and we've talked about this before as well. When we talked about the great resignation, people aren't necessarily weighing a job on the salary and the benefits package as much anymore, Mm -hmm. right? Because everybody can offer a decent salary. Everybody can offer a decent benefits package. But a lot of people are asking the question, is this fitting the life that I want? And is it fitting why I'm here?
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. People are actually getting more and more connected. I can't remember where I read it, but it was a statistic that the later millennials and Gen Z is really the first generation to not stick with the status quo of just work a job for 40 years to get a pension or benefits. Yeah. They're actually connecting more with their why and figuring that out, which with that happening is giving employees more and more control over what decisions are made.
1: Yeah. So, so corn fairy lists seven items of what you as a small business owner could do. Relative to this particular item, just going to quickly read off three in the interest of time. One is invest in upskilling and re- reskilling. So, so one's one's up and down, and one's left and right. Right. You know, so they're on both axes. Take a look at that particular piece. Another one is your performance management, and this this will get reflected later in the list of the seven. Become more flexible, project focused, like you mentioned, and always. Mm-hmm. Always on. Right. Because you're sort of doing remote performance management. Because they're remote, you can't see it with your eyeballs, so to speak. You've got to keep tabs on it more from that perspective. And then lastly, understand what jobs and people are truly, quote, remotable. Right. You know, develop a set of criteria for your company is to say, if the job matches these elements, then... It's eligible to be remotable, so put some thought to that. It's going to be different for every business and every industry, right? From and that perspective, so it needs some forethought.
0: And the the remotability and the remote management, performance management, I should say. You know, we had to go through that in a transition. It 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 was weird. It was kind of painful. It was uncomfortable because you're not in the office every day. You're not looking at each other face to face. So. You know, using using tools and, you know, things like Google Sheets and things to for accountability reasons mm-hmm. and again, really more project based instead of just okay, come to the office for these hours work and then we'll see where we get. But I think it's actually gonna drive production and productivity more because it's more project based versus hours work based, if that makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes, because you can't really once again, because you don't have eyeballs on the person, you really mm-hmm. don't for certain know how many hours they're working. And, and once again, in the 60 minutes piece, one of the items that was really highlighted about what employees are looking for is flexibility in their schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, So what they're enjoying about working from home is that they can look at their day and plug in... 20 minutes here, there, or something to do something on the personal side, not the business side, but yet still get accomplished what they need to get accomplished in a day. So they're, they're looking for that kind of flexibility in their schedule. You know, and you have to be mindful of that with your employees to say, well, they're not going to be, quote, on, end quote, right. the typical, you know, nine to five or eight to five on an hour lunch break or whatever that you're typically used to in the office. Right. So with that,
0: going in, just to touch on the other six trends yep. that, that Corn Ferry talked about. So one, one big one that's giving employees a lot more control is, is scarcity of talent. I mm-hmm. mean, I can't tell you how many businesses and business owners, you know, we, we both talk to. We network with a lot of great people. and They're going, I need people. I need mm-hmm. people. I need people. Um, yeah.
1: More and more, you're seeing them stand up, uh, talk about their business. And they're talking about a need for somebody.
0: Right. Cause ultimately, you know, when I've seen it in multiple restaurant situations particular, because I still have a lot of connections from when I was in that industry,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm talking to people, Hey man, how are things still trying to get the restaurant staffed, still trying to get the restaurant staffed. And You know, they said it's to the point where if I have somebody that can just come in, you know, two days a week and help out, they can pick their two days, they show... Mm -hmm. Mm and I mean, you look around, uh, you know, more employees are dressing like they want to. It's not the same dress requirements a lot of places because they just need people in working, Mm -hmm. right?
1: But you have to start picking your priorities when Mm you don't have a lot of staff. I mean, the more more demand uh, or the more supply for labor that there is, the more you can really get, quote, finicky, if you will, in your requirements or who you're looking for. But when you've got shortages of supply, some of that stuff has to go out the window because you just right. need to get the job done. You know, and wait wait for that cycle to, to go the other way when you can put some of those back in place in terms of requirements. All right. Uh, number three on the list. So we move to that?
0: Yeah. So... I think this is a new age definitely a trend, but the the employees well being is becoming more and more of a priority.
1: Yeah, so right. I think we've seen over the years the physical side has has been there, you know, right. companies putting gyms in their headquarters and trying to reduce insurance costs to the company so they're encouraging and developing programs to stop smoking and well, obesity right. and all those type things. But I think What's being added here with this element is the emotional. Right. The mental, mental emotional
0: health. I've, aspects I, of it. I know a lot of companies that are, you know, more innovative and aren't staying 10 years ago that are, you know, basically having a company psychologist that people can see or telepsychologist line set up with their insurance plans or something like that to provide that mental health and emotional health aspect for their workforce. mm mm-hmm. Which I think is awesome. Because for a very long time that was neglected. Oh, just suck it up. I need you to come to work. I don't care what happened. Right. Right. So that, that harshness is going away. And then number four is the sustainability of of the company for the future.
1: I think it extends beyond the company too, right? So what, mm-hmm. what are we doing with... I mean, particularly if you have a company that relies on natural resources, either for your end product or as part of an end product or service and so forth is what What are we doing for the sustainability of our planet to ensure right. that that natural resource is always going to be around for us kinds of things. is what I read into this item is, it, well, we want sustainability of our employees. That's what goes into the item before that is what we want. Well, beings as employees, mm-hmm. but we also want to look beyond human beings as well to sustain the earth, sustain the business, the ability, you know, from a te- technological side, things that we're innovating. What is the impact on people, planet earth, all that mm-hmm. type things that we're taking that into account in our designs and offerings as well. This is what I read into that one. That's probably the most nebulous one, if you will, on the yeah. list of seven. That there's a lot of, it's a pretty big, wide bucket. You could fit a lot of things into right. that category. All right. Number number five, we shouldn't be surprised, right? Right. Individuality. Goes back to the uh, sort of the opening statements, right? Whether it be product service and 3D printing and your offering, but also to your employees. Right. Through the internet and programs and partners and everything else, you can get very individualized. Maybe a, a la carte, if you want to call it, like products or services that are available internally to your employees so they can personalize what they need uh, to leave a, to lead a successful life for themselves.
0: Right, which goes back to the flexible schedule, the ability to express yourself more in the workplace mm-hmm. with personal appearance, things like that. I mean, one example of this over the years has been tattoos and things like that. Just being able to be yourself more and not worry about that as much. right. And I think that's becoming exponentially more pronounced now.
1: Well, we're sort of moving from the, I don't know, what was it, 50s, 60s, 70s with IBM. And right. Everybody had a white shirt and a blue or black tie on and a sport jacket or whatever. You know, everybody everybody looked the same. It was right. the IBM way. And now we're moving all the way over to the other scale now with individuality. Mm-hmm. where Everybody gets to express themselves in a way they feel like is themselves mm-hmm. from that standpoint. All right. Number six is inclusivity. So this is getting into gender, race, ethnic origins, all, all those type things that you see in the news every day from that standpoint is a diversity, if you will, in your workforce and what benefits does a diverse workforce bring to your business. Right. It's It's been a topic for a number of years and this is it's still on the list because it's still being talked through. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... Needs much discussion or or anybody should be surprised that it's in the list.
0: Right. And I would even include with this exclusivity to go a little bit deeper is we've always talked about that for most people, they're driven by something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So having that diversity and multicultural aspect, but also having a why and a mission that everybody can get behind and making it very clear that they're included in that, not just a cog in the machine. Right. Right. And we've talked about that before. And then finally, the seventh item on the list is accountability, not just on the part of the employee, but accountability of the company more so to to do what they say they're going to do, right? Building that trust.
1: Yeah, it's everywhere. Right. It's everywhere. Even down to our politics in our country. It's it's about trusting one another, right? So Mm -hmm. you go to number one in a list in the hybrid model. And now all of a sudden you have to trust more out of your employees when it comes to the accountability and the project based and everything that we talked about earlier in this episode is a trust level, but um, also a trust level in the brand. Trust Mm -hmm. is a huge element in terms of a company's brand or a personal brand for a person to, is the divisiveness in our country going to continue or are we going to start trusting one another more and again? Right. And what role does business play? into that dynamic from that perspective. So, for me, number one is still the most impactful one in the list, but number seven, the last one is number two from that perspective. I mean, you can slice this and dice, you know, where the trends are, where businesses, where politics are, anything in the country, and you can start slicing it and trust is a... In the forefront of topic of conversation relative around it.
0: Any working relationship, successful relationship is based in trust. Yes. Right. Employee, employer, husband, wife, whatever it may be, constituent and politician, like you said. Yeah. Right. So. And
1: we like to connect dots here. So I sent you another 60 minutes video know if you had a chance to look at it yet, but the. Following story in last Sunday, 60 Minutes, is all about stories. Mm -hmm. Going back to our last episode about the power of storytelling and about this one organization that's been around for a number of years that with a device in in the country has been bringing in people, two people at a time across the table. One's um, a Democrat, the other's a Republican, and they talk to each other about their own life stories. And you get this connectiveness, and you find out where you have similarities in your life and in your stories. And all of a sudden, trust starts getting built up between these two people. And then they start listening to each other on their political viewpoints. And all of a sudden, they find similarities in that too. Mm-hmm. Not Obviously, not in everything, because they're sitting on opposite ends of the political spectrum, but you can see where, at least you identify where Problems are in the country that you both believe. Yeah, that's a problem. Okay, now how can we start working together to go after that one problem to help? Oh, sorry, my mic. Work on the on those trust levels. So I found it to be a very interesting story. And oh, by the way, they're bringing in people to tell their life stories, and those stories are being archived in the Library of Congress. Wow. Can you imagine? Right. Your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren be able to go into the Library of Congress and pull out a recording of you talking about your life story? Can you imagine? power right. of that.
0: There's a legacy in that.
1: Yeah. So. Well, that's our list of seven. Use it. <laughs> Use it to the best of your ability in your 2022 business planning and execution of your business. And I'm sure other people have come up with one, two, three other items they could put on this list. This is not, I wouldn't think as exhaustive, you know, or totality, if you will, of this list. But I, I thought this is a pretty sound list that we could talk about today.
0: I agree. And I mean, going into the new year and things being still some of the same and somewhat different now, mm-hmm. I think this is a great topic. And we hope that you can take this and chew on it, apply it, and it'll help you launch into 2022 with the goals you want to hit.
1: Absolutely. Now, now the time of the year to be setting your business strategies. If you haven't already done it, I, ideally right. it would be last quarter of last year. But right. But some as we people said, wait till the last minute. So a fluid speak. business
0: plan is a good idea. So maybe yes. if you need to make some tweaks, it's a good time to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and if you need some help I'm from that perspective, so we greatly appreciate you uh, once again tuning into our episode today. We hope you, as we say, take some nuggets out of this. If you did, pass it on to others so they can get something out of it as well. And you should also.
0: Go ahead and click that uh, subscribe button. We like to say follow, but have to direct you to the right place. Yep. Help us generate more value in this world by um, tuning in with us so you don't miss an episode. But also at the same time, if um, any of our episodes, this one, another one, have have really sparked something in you and you feel like it's really generating value, help share it with the people you care about Mm -hmm. most um, so that we can continue to spread the value throughout.
1: Yeah. And that being said, have a great day. Have a great week wherever you are in the world and uh, come back and see us next Tuesday. And until then,
2: take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode.
0: You can find me online on Instagram at thefitrepreneur, Facebook and LinkedIn
2: for information on my coaching services. If you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for generate your value on those platforms.
0: Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast. And we invite you to generate your value in this world.